Warning, what you're about to hear may contain mature language, adult situations, and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, my word. Cheerio. Let's oh, start no. the pod. If, if, if that part portion is included in the episode, I'm quitting the show. That's my impression of Olivia Dabo. I don't know who that is. Dabo, Dabo. It's the princess. Oh, gotcha. Was that is that the name of the princess? Did you or even the watch the movie? That's the name of the actress. I don't know what the name of the actress this, is. This game of not watching the movies has to end. I have stopped. I have ceased and desisted. No. I have, I watched the movie. Okay, great. I had to rent this goddamn thing on Apple TV. I've only not watched the movie once. You, you were the one who was all like, hey, guys, guess what? I didn't watch the movie. I didn't tell anybody that it was a secret. <laughs> well, now I'm exposing you. You didn't even tell me till after we do the guy. And those are the movies you picked. <laughs> you yeah, picked some movie. of them I had already seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Copland, I had, I had already seen that enough that I knew. We didn't do that. We don't ha- Oh, Copland. Uh, yeah, I was thinking. Uh, you were thinking of Cop Out. out. Uh, no, I was thinking of Time Cop. I was or like Cop and uh, a Half. Cop and a Half. Or Cop I Rock. Have, I have seen Cop and a Half, so <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, well, hello everyone. Here we are. It's the Trash Sheep Podcast. Uh, I'm Elliot, joined as always by Keith. Keith, how are you doing today? You always ask me that question, mm-hmm. and it's never the same answer. Well, the funny thing is too is I've or actually already asked you this question before we even started recording. Oh, man, so, you're really so peeling I, back the curtain. So I know when your answer on the show is truthful or not truthful. Because sometimes you're like, I'm doing great, and I know that you're not doing great. What do you think people want to hear? I mean, in the context of the show, like if you if you put a like a glass case around this little short time we have together to talk about things like barbarian movies, mm-hmm. I am doing pretty great. But in the yeah. bigger scheme, probably not good or just fine. I don't know. What, okay. what do people want? You think people want to hear me just uh You know, I don't know because it, it seems like, well, it seems to be a popular portion of podcasts or at least a portion that gets put into podcasts where people talk about what's going on in their lives and whatnot. And personally, I honestly mostly jump ahead in those. So this portion here. If I was just an outside listener, I would probably just jump ahead myself. Yeah, get to but, the movie. But other people, and not always, but I would say like there's a there's a good percentage, or maybe I'll start listening to it, and if it goes on a little too long, then I'm like, okay. But it happens so much in so many podcasts that I have to assume that it is popular enough that like that's that people like that like that they like or they like being like I know these characters. Because they told me how many times their dog took a shit on the carpet. Oh, man. But I don't know. One of my biggest pet peeves is when dogs poo on a carpet. Your pet peeve is when a pet poos on the carpet? Unless it's like a nice solid poo, like very tightly compacted, because then you can just pick it right up. Yeah. And that's very satisfying to no no mess behind. Does that count as a pet peeve? Because isn't like a pet peeve usually something that is unique to you? That also irritates you like an like an absorbent amount, 
where I think everyone's like, I don't want my dog to shit on the carpet. Is that what like the the colloquialism of that is like pet peeve? It's like it's mine, yeah, and mine alone. I think it's something that's like only irritates you, or irritates everybody. Maybe just or a large majority of people just like kind of like, oh yeah, that's kind of annoying, but it drives me personally nuts. You know, like someone. You're not using a coaster, everyone might be like, oh, that's kind of annoying. But someone else, you'd be like, I fucking hate it. I could kill that person. Wow. I think that's a pet peeve. Or if it's something that doesn't really annoy people, other people at all, but you find it annoying. Like, oh, the sounds of birds in the morning. I hate it. That's a pet peeve. But a poop on a poop on a carpet, I think, like, unless you got some weird sh- like uh, unresolved like issues from the past going on i think uh, everyone's kind of annoyed by poop on the carpet my biggest pet peeve is people that explain things three times longer than most people well then i don't know why you're friends <laughs> with me keith cuz that's what i do <laughs> i've made my point now let me make it <laughs> two more times you know what Not, a lot of people aren't thorough with what they're saying and you're left to go in like, that's my pet peeve. When people just give you like a small snippet of information and expect yeah. you to extrapolate the rest. Oh, extrapolate. That's a good word. Yeah. You know what else is a good word? Lugubrious. Hmm. What does that mean? You better know what it means if you're going to if you're gonna claim I that it's a good remember. word. It's something like, uh, I don't remember. Wait, I came here to talk about barbarians and magic in a time of high adventure not uh the etymology of words well you brought it up man yeah that's true it's mine you know? this is so a hell like, of my try... own creation you know what my pet peeve is is when someone else does something and then tries to act like i started it that's not true you love that you love <laughs> the attention <laughs> uh well what's new with you you seen anything good you done anything fun besides watch conan the destroyer the movie we're talking about today uh yeah, I did one. I did one watch. I watched yeah. one one of the talkies. Well, I finally watched. We'll have to do a new Batman episode because I finally watched the Batman. Yes, absolutely. I could talk about that movie for four years. I don't. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, we're it's the dawn of a new podcast. Yeah. Not for four years, but I could talk like well, that movie's like three hours long. I could talk for three hours about that movie probably. No, I saw uh, everything, everywhere, all at once in the theater uh, during. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because it got a little re-release, right? Yeah, because it's one of the Oscars, and so that's yeah. very cool. But my favorite thing that I watched recently is Pennywise: The Story of It. Oh, I started watching that. It's a great, real, real good doco about the original It. TV miniseries, tons of great interviews and clips and photos and behind the scenes and all that good stuff. Very well made, well crafted, engaging, interesting, and it's got tons of Tommy Lee Wallace talking. I like I like when he talks about movies that he's made. Yeah, he does. He seems like a like the manager of a local like a roller rink or public pool. Who, uh, and he talks about movies the way you would talk about those things. You're like just a little league coach. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's like, you know, I got these lights installed up in here. Uh, you know, they were starting to go out. You know, last year they started to flicker, and I just didn't get really around to changing them out. But now that we've got them, 
you know, set in, and they're kind of inset lights, so they really, like, shine on the roller rink, and you, if someone's got, like, the kind of translucent wheels, you can really see them, like, reflecting off of that, and it's, it really adds a to the great experience of rolling around at the rink, you know, in the evening, if you got some good old, 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 uh, songs playing, you know, like, old, uh, soul hits and whatnot, I, I really enjoy it. I don't know who would appreciate this, but if 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 you're in the know on Tommy Lee Wallace, that's a pretty good impression. Why? Thank you. Yeah, I've been working. I've been working on Even it for years. Even the voice is very because I've watched the the little Scream Factory making of Halloween movies, mm-hmm. little documentaries, like a million times since they hit YouTube in like the last five years, and uh, that's uh, that's right on the money. So all you Tommy Lee Wallace fans out there. Took me took me ten years to perfect that impression, and it's finally paid off. Nice, cool. I'm glad you watched the Batman. Uh, I've been trying to get you to watch that for a while. Back in what, like 2019, when we did our the Batman episode, we promised that we would do a follow up once the Batman was released. So uh, there you go. Maybe uh, next couple episodes or two, we'll talk about the Batman. Nah, maybe next year. Next year, yeah. Yeah, I need some time to ruminate <laughs> like, on let what it I've sit seen. In. Yeah, um, I well, I went and saw Megan, which I I liked, but I don't think I liked it as much as you did. I was thoroughly entertained by. Oh, it. I was too. I, I I really enjoyed it. I'm not like criticizing it by any means or trying to knock it. I was just like, I liked it, but I think you really liked it. And then I, 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 I laughed and chuckled and had way more fun than I expected to. That's for yeah. sure. And I watched uh, the movie Bones and All. Is that a cannibal movie? Sort of. What is with all these cannibal movies? Well, you know. It's uh, always the like, oh, let's have you over for dinner. Well, what are we having? You. Like, that's the set, like the fucking set. Or it's like uh, two like ragtag, rambunctious teenagers, like misfits on the road, like hitchhiking from town to town. Like, I can't live a normal life because I like eating people. Yeah, that's pretty much what this movie is. I hate this wave. It's not great by any means it's a really good looking movie it's very well acted mark rylance is fantastic in it but i have a lot of problems with the movie a lot of things that you just said about like "Uh uh-huh yeah and it's like the the whole not like i can't live this way or the moral dilemma of of eating people if you're like and these cannibals are cannibals who are like born cannibals you know like it's like inherited genetically or something so it's not like they, it's even, it's like you either, you know, when there's these issues about, you know, like, oh, I'm a vampire. I, I, I'm a cannibal. I can't help it. Like, I can't, I, what am I supposed to do? I have to either eat people or not eat people. And it's just like, they always act like there's no solutions. Your solutions are to suck blood and accept it, not suck blood and just be miserable or kill yourself. Well, what you happens know? to these cannibals? Like if they eat like a, a celery stalk? Oh, they eat real food. Oh. They eat real f- food all the time. Like, they can go long periods of time without eating people. They just have, like, a very intense compulsion to eat people. So then what's the big deal? Exactly. It's obviously, like, an <laughs> allegory for, like, drug use, which I'm really getting tired of that in this vampire and cannibal-y type stuff. To a certain extent. I mean, it's not as heavy in that as other things have done, but that's a, definitely a portion of it. I'd be much more interested in like this person like goes like finds out like, oh, I'm a, 
I'm from a line of inherit cannibal inherits is, and now I've met this community of new cannibals. Okay, I accept this. What's this culture like? What are we like? You know, I'm accepting that I am not a regular human. I'm a different species that needs to eat humans, blah, 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 blah. That would be a more interesting thing to me. Yeah, I'd um, like to hear a story that is like a culture war between like the boomer cannibals and the like the Gen Z cannibals. There's a little bit of that actually in this to a tiny degree with like old school cannibals who have been cannibals for a long time encountering the young cannibals being like you gotta listen to us kid we're the, the, we're, the we're the old timey cannibals the fine young so, yeah. cannibals yes and they're driving uh, them crazy <laughs> another thing that really really <laughs> jesus christ another thing that really bothered me about this movie was so you find out like about maybe like a third of the way into the movie what bones and all refers to because the two young cannibals meet some older cannibals. And one of the older cannibals is talking about his buddy. And I was like, yeah, hey, he doesn't have his bones and all yet, you know? And they go well, bones and all. What's that? And he was like, that's where you eat everything, including the bones, bones and all. Right. So they bring that up, which is kind of like a cue, you know, it's like, what's the, what is it called? Like Chekhov's gun. Like you show some, someone a gun in the first act. Yeah, show them the gun. The gun's got to come back in the third. Like, if you have this thing about these young, inexperienced cannibals, and you bring up this concept of bones and all, and that's also the name of the story. Yeah, the culmination of the story is going to be them having to eat the bones, right? Right, or make a decision not to eat the bones. Yeah, you know, it's the but crux it's got of the, the thing. it's got to come back, and it just never does. Oh. It's a very good looking. Like I said, it's a very good looking movie. It's well acted. I wouldn't not recommend it, but it's not great. I mean, like, I won't a, not watch it, but uh, right. don't be surprised if I don't. Well, let's say, let me put it this way. It's a better made movie than Conan the Destroyer, but I'd rather watch Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> Which brings us to our movie of the day, Conan the Destroyer. A story Ma- of magic and muscle and destiny and gods in a time of high adventure you forgot adr yeah that too what the fuck this is like a tale of two movies because the first half of this movie is a barely coherent like stitched together piece of shit and then the second half is fine and far more entertaining yes it's bizarre like so i actually do enjoy this movie for various reasons but i one thing i did wrote down you know i've seen this before so i know like the general premise this is definitely like a childhood right watch for sure i said first i wrote down for such a simple plot i have no idea what's happening most of the time there's two there's literally two movies and one ends like i thought the i was like this movie is like 72 minutes because all of the sudden they like conan had killed the evil one-eyed wizard right and they're leaving the like the stronghold as it's like crumbling to the ground i was like oh i guess that's it because i hadn't i hadn't watched this i'd I'd seen the original fairly recently but i haven't watched this in years and i was like oh i guess that's the movie I mean, you do expect after that to be like, okay, they're going to instantly get back to the queen and then the queen's going to do some shit and that'll be the final, you know, final absolute last, you know, set piece. Yeah. Yeah. But like same, and I definitely had seen this more recently than you had, like not that long ago within the past like five years probably. And I was also just kind of like, 
oh yeah, there's a whole like I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, okay, we're gonna leave here and go to back to the Queen's Palace, and that'll be the end of the movie. And then I was like, oh yeah, there's another hour. Yeah, you have to flush out the the coming of age love story. Yeah, between the princess and Conan. I think my favorite scene in the entire movie is when Conan is drunk. That is a masterful performance by yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he might have actually been drunk. I mean, maybe. He's really good at making those drunk faces and delivering the drunk lines in a very like believable fashion, actually. I mean, also, like him being drunk in Twins, playing drunk and playing drunk for the first time in like, his character, that's the first time they've ever been drunk is also an exceptional drunk performance. Yeah. And as somebody who, as a profession, is around drunk people a lot, most actors do not nail being drunk, like, whatsoever. Yeah, that actually, yeah, it puts you in a position of authority and expertise. Yes. So he's, he, yeah, he is doing a great drunk job. For anyone that doesn't know, what we've got here is a barbarian movie. Starring the mm-hmm. titular character Conan O'Brien, as played right. by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he is a what? They they do a great job actually of using dialogue to recap this for people that don't like. If you're just coming in and seeing Conan for the first time, like when Conan is attacked by the Queen and her guards, right? You know they're kind of scoping him out, and she's like. You're a barbarian. You're Conan. You're a Sumerian. And like she's just like yeah. laying it all out. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> just in case I forgot. <laughs> or hadn't seen it because that's also the other weird thing about this movie is so the first, like for, yeah, for other people who aren't familiar with these, the first Conan, the, the barbarian, is like from, a, I think from 1980, right? Four years prior to this, three or four years prior. And it is uh, like an R rated, a very adult action like sword and sandals timepiece period epic right this is a very bizarre Wait, which period is that the time before the ocean swallowed atlantis that time period <laughs> that's right <laughs> as stated in the exact same voiceover intro from both movies and then the second movie is like a children's kids action adventure movie with a surprising amount of blood for a children's movie and what's funny is this is something that definitely does happen, you know, where it's like you have this series of movies where it starts out darker or adult oriented or it might even be like a straight up R-rated movie that gradually kind of becomes a kids franchise, you know, over time. But usually it's it takes a little bit longer. It's like usually like the third or fourth movie in the series where that starts to happen, you know, like in RoboCop. You know, it's like by the, by the third movie, then it's kind of like toning it down and making it more kid-friendly. This is like literally the next movie. It just jumps from super dark, super violent, tons of nudity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to a children's movie by the, by the sequel. And it's funny because it references lots of things from the first movies, including sight gags, you know, like the camel. Oh, yeah, the camel. Because you know? in the first movie, Conan punches a camel and knocks it out. And then in the second movie, they encounter the camel again, and Conan tries to apologize. Yeah, wait, he's like, I'm sorry about what happened before. Right. And then it just spits like, on him, and he knocks it out again. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's jizz. Well. I mean, it's supposed to be spit, but it's not the consistency of any spit I've ever seen. I mean, why reference things like that throughout the movie 
for an audience that theoretically hasn't seen it. I mean, I guess, you know, something like that specifically would make you curious and wonder if, uh, oh, what is the history between Conan and this camel? I need to go back yeah. and find out. So let me watch the the other films in the series. Right, but I mean, if they're making a conscious effort to turn this into a children's movie to target children so they can sell toys and do all these things because kids didn't see, uh, you know, the, uh, theoretically didn't see the first one because it's, you know, it's R-rated, very adult movie. Is it going to tempt kids into seeing the first one? And even if it is, are they going to be allowed to see it? Because if that was the, if they're going to be allowed to see it, one way or the other, why even make it a kid? Why even make drop it down to PG? I think that's kind of a granular decision. I think they were thinking big picture. Yeah. They were like, we don't care about the stupid camel gag. You can put it in if you want, as long as you keep the gore scenes out and you've got the this princess and this ragtag group of uh, friends for Conan that we can merchandise, then that's all we care about. Did they end up merchandising it? I don't think so, actually. I, I don't think that happened until the... Uh, Conan the Adventurer uh, animated series came out. Is that a th- real thing? Yeah. Oh, I never saw that. Conan like the-, the Adventurer, Warrior Without Fear. You don't remember oh. that show? Do not know recollection. Oh, my God. That's not Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't do the voice, does he? No. Okay. No, it's some generic uh, cartoon guy. He's always, like, screaming his lines. It's hilarious. Is he doing an Arnold voice, or is it just like some... No, no, he's not. He's just like, it's me, Conan. He just uh, like a gravelly, tough guy voice. And he's like, ugh, crom, every time something bad happens. <laughs> yeah, the, also, that's another thing. Like, the use of crom in this makes even less sense than the use of it in the first movie. Of just, like, ex- exclaiming crom at, at, various, at various times. Yeah, anytime something, like, goofy happens... Well, it's like Krom is the god that Conan worships, but in the first movie, he says that any time he thinks Krom is ex- exerting magic, his magical f- force upon upon him, or if he's discovering something that he thinks is proverbial footprint of Krom, some sort of physical evidence that Krom yeah. had been here. In in the Destroyer, he just kind of says it like "golly" or like "fiddlesticks," you know? Yeah. He uses it within that context, but whatever. And he seems um, to think that his Crom uh, uh, is keeping his dead girlfriend uh, warm for him until he gets to the afterlife. That's true. It's kind of a weird set of circumstances there. I got a real problem with all of this sort of mythology, though, because the way the way these types of movies set it up. And even like in a in a modern way, like Game of Thrones really pointed this out in a hilarious way. Everybody in all the different parts of the world and even like fairly close by in a geographic location, they all have their separate gods and their separate like history of the world and there's everybody's got a chosen one. Everybody's yeah. got like a prophecy that has to be fulfilled. And it's like, wait a second. You guys all can't have like a, uh, you know, a special girl born once in a generation that's going to deliver you from the, you know, ultimate doom or whatever the fuck. Like, well, you know what that actually kind of sounds familiar to is just regular 
pre-existing religions. So. Yeah, everybody's you got know, a chosen one. Everybody's got a history thing. of the world and the way the world's yeah. going to end. And yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you guys? I doing? mean, that's that's probably the most realistic thing in any of these movies is the fact that there's multiple uh, people claiming that. Actually, one thing I do like about the original—I mean, I I love the original Conan movie. Yeah, it's very good. One thing I, but in just speaking directly to that, is there's a, you know, shortly after Conan meets his like sidekick character uh, Subate, they're hanging out eating like some meat over a fire, and they're talking. He goes something like, "Who do you pray to?" And he goes like, "I pray to the the winds and the this and the that. How about you?" And he goes, "I pray to Krom. Krom laughs at your gods, right? He doesn't deny the existence of other people's gods." He it's kind or of like just this, belittles like, them. <laughs> this is kind of like grab bag, you know. It's like, yeah, there's tons of them, and I, I my people worship Krom because he's the coolest. Yeah, mine's the best. Your your gods are real. They're just whack, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really like that. I like that concept that they all acknowledge that, like, yeah, sure, why not? Why can't there be if, if there's one? Why can't there be all of them? It is an uh, interesting motivator when they're all sort of competing to prove whose God is the best. Yeah. Instead of just outright being like, nope, you're wrong. It doesn't exist. I was actually kind of listening to this. Uh, I wasn't, well, I wasn't kind of listening. I was listening to this podcast about <laughs> the representation of fairies in modern media and how that relates to their Irish folklore. And the concept of fairies as being like these ethereal, beautiful creatures is relatively new you know because the fairy the fairies predated uh christianity and whatnot or at least the introduction of christianity to the british isles and they were they're talking to this guy who's an expert on fairy folklore who says he believes in fairies but you know and then he goes you know a lot of times when i tell people that they you know and this was like some guy who was like i think the recording was from earlier in the in the 20th century saying people get upset with me because they say well i have i denied the Christian God, and he goes like, "No, but if he's, I have, if I have, if I believe in one, I have to believe in the other. You know, if I accept that this one magic thing is real, how? Why can't I? I then I have to accept that all magic things are real. You know, that's because cool. If I deny- that means you have to acknowledge werewolves if you acknowledge Jesus, and yeah. I like that. He probably would be like, "Well, no, not the werewolves. That's just going too far. Yeah, that's absurd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to the destroyer." Um, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, the, all the weird production, the weird production stuff, the fact that it's like this mix match of like a sequel to a very adult movie, but the kids movie. And it's not totally ludicrous. They try to go that way because it's like, hey, let's make an adventure. We're making adventure movies and kids love those. No, there's lots of wild characters. There's yeah. some creatures and monsters. There's, yeah, some goofy uh, humor that's uh, pretty amusing. But uh, I don't know. As a grown ass man trying to watch a damn movie, it was all very distracting to see like these really out of focus shots or these like terrible action scenes. Like that scene where they tried to capture Conan with the net. It's is terrible. Awful. Like awful, not yeah. even like there's a there's a much better action scenes in the same movie. That one was yes outright terrible. It's really bad, and that's our first like, like check out what this guy can do. Scene. Yeah, this is what Conan's all about: like awkwardly <coughs> rolling and like trying to chop a net in half, and I don't know. Shout out to well, those I, horses for taking some crazy dives, though. Holy shit! Yeah. 
Well, I think I enjoy most about this movie is, I guess, it's a somewhat meta quality to it. But what I like about it is, is, is this is this is like one of the really cheap, schlocky, straight up B movie Conan Italian ripoffs. But it actually has Arnold Schwarzenegger in a semi big budget that's used was probably used irresponsibly because at times the movie looks really good. And at times it looks like you said, it's like awful. Yeah. And that's the wildest part because, because there is two movies, you could almost edit this down into one like pretty decent movie. Like, yeah, some of the map paintings look really good. And even when they look bad, like we're not realistic, like sometimes they look incredibly realistic. And even when they don't look realistic, they still look like they still have a lot of art, like character to them, you know? Yeah. It looks, it looks not real, but it looks cool. Uh, and then other stuff, it's just like, wow, that's awful. Like the makeup effects on the monsters. You know, I like when the the wizard monster, like the sort of uh, goblin man with the red cloak, yeah. I like it. I'll acknowledge that it's not great, but it's sort of it does look like a cool action figure that I would want to buy. Yes. buy you know. I think more more of the issue with with the presentation of that is just poor editing around the immobility of the makeup, you know, because you could have edited that in in ways where it looked a lot better, you know, but not just lingering on stationary images of him like flicking his tongue out that the stuntman's flicking his tongue outside of a mouth that doesn't move for you're just wiggling seconds. his eyes. Yeah, you know, it like. A lot of that, I think, had to do with the performance and, the, like I said, the editing yeah. uh, of how that's put together. But then you get to the like the final monster. Uh, I think Carlo Rambaldi like design, which is like really poorly designed and just, oh man, it's so bad. It is bad, and it's it's a shame because uh, the the sort of statue of this God that they're trying to bring back is kind of beautiful and interesting. And you're wondering like what that's going to look like when it comes to life. And then when it's transforming, there's some really cool sort of in between stages. Yeah, I agree. And then all of a sudden it just turns into like, uh, I don't know, like uh, one of the mutants from the Giver. Yeah. Which is not necessarily a terrible thing but in this context it's definitely a head scratcher it's very distracting it doesn't fit but it doesn't fit at another but another aspect of that or same token it does have some of like the b-movie fun qualities to it because i think in this is a movie you have to be in the right mood for and if you're in that right mood it can be quite enjoyable and i think more so than anything else you know more so than this not being a good movie or not being a good Conan movie. It's more just a bad sequel to the first Conan movie. Yeah. It's a major step down. It's, and it, and it also, well, it's a major step down and it also just doesn't fit. You know, it's, if you go in and watch, if you see that movie and then you go in and watch and watch this one, you're just like, what? Right. If this was the first movie and the other one didn't exist, I think this movie possibly could be re- remembered more fondly as just a fun, silly, you know, fantasy adventure movie. Not a not an all-time classic, but like a good Saturday afternoon movie. 
Oh, and as as a child, I didn't the things I'm talking about now. I did not care about. Right. I I laughed and you know was wide eyed at the action scenes and loved all the characters and loved the crazy ending. And the the final title card absolutely blew my mind. Which is the exact same f- title card from the first movie. Yes, but I yeah. will, I'll, I'll tell you this. I saw Conan the Destroyer first. That was my first entry into the world of Conan. Well, you know, for me, it was probably like I never s- saw it in its entirety as a, as a kid. And I also conflated the Conan the Destroyer and Red Sonja together. Oh, yeah. So... The first time I, and you know, first time later on in life after seeing, finally seeing Conan the Barbarian and then be like, okay, I'm going to go check out Conan the Destroyer again. There was st- stuff and characters that I was expecting to show up who never did. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it was because like Ernie Ray's Jr.'s character and, and is in it in the in Red Sonia. And I was expecting him to be in Conan the Destroyer. And, and then... And then I kind of like figured out like, oh, these are two different movies. Hey, where's my Ernie Reyes Jr.? It's missing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't help that like they're essentially the same type of story, the same type of setting, same director. Yeah. Uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's in both of them playing two different characters who are exactly the same, both in physical appearance and behavior. Wait, he doesn't play Conan in Red Sonja? No, he plays right. You, did you think he played Conan? Because he doesn't. He plays a completely different character. He does. Yeah, let me see what this character's name is. Holy shit! I have to go back and watch that. Cause yeah, I thought he. I was under the impression because I haven't seen that in a long time. I thought he was Conan, and then he's like in like maybe like a third of the movie, and then the rest of it is just Red Sonia. No, his character is Calador. What? Man, they really fucking blew it with that. What mm-hmm. the fuck? And then uh, Sandal Bergman, who plays his uh, girlfriend in the first Conan movie, is also in Red Sonja as like the evil queen. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. You can dress up an evil queen, but... I mean, if Arnold's playing a barbarian, like... <laughs> you can't really be like, oh, he's a different one right? this time. Yeah, I, yeah. So I completely had those two movies like as one in my head, you know, as a child, and it wasn't until later that I figured out that they were they were two separate, two separate movies. Because I probably just caught bits and pieces of each one on like cable, you know, as as a kid, and didn't realize that I was watching two separate movies. Yeah, you know, I mean that's t- kind know. of fun though. It's kind of it's yeah. It's fun to think that there was a time when none of that shit mattered. You were just like, ah, give me more barbarian stuff, please. Everybody's or wearing fur and they it, got like headbands and stuff. Or it's fun to think that there was a time when they actually were the same movie. And then when the, the code got rewritten in the simulation, that they got separated into two films. Yeah, right. And my mem- my memory is actually correct. There was a timeline shift. Yes. And it did used to be two movies. Conan no, the Destructor. I paid a, I paid to see that. Did you ever see the uh, the like the 2010 or 2012 um, Jason Momoa Conan? I did not. You're not missing anything. Yeah, I figured as much. It's just real, real, real lackluster. 
I did. What's your what's your deal with the the other barbarian type movies? The only other one I really had any kind of authority on was Beast Man. No, a Beast Master. Beast Master with Mark yeah. Singer, and he wasn't really like a to to me when I was a kid I, because they oiled him up. I was like, oh, he's a bodybuilder, but he wasn't. He was just a guy. <laughs> no, I mean he definitely got more like. He definitely got butt fur for that than he is in other stuff, but he is not that type of character no. like, by any stretch of the imagination. But that was my point and, of reference. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've definitely like seen enough little bits and pieces of those over time to have like a general vibe, of, you know, understanding of their tone and like what they're what they're kind of like. But I haven't really watched enough like in their entirety to consider myself like a fan of that period of of movies and in, in genre it's definitely something that i've always kind of thought one day but like i'll take a deep dive into all these like conan ripoffs and watch barbarians and conquest and uh go back and watch the like the beatsmaster movies in, in their entirety instead of just little bits here and there uh i mean i guess the movies like kind of like sword and the sorcerer would fit into that and whatnot and like uh flesh and blood like the paul verhoeven movie which is not like a, a schlocky ripoff but an actual like top tier example of that which i still also haven't seen um but i guess also too kind of like it's a weird like kind of like a how would you say it? it's not a subgenre, but it's like there's this connective tissue between movies like conan and willow and all these other movies that i would have seen at the time you know Oh, yeah, to me, they're all just sword and sorcery movies. Yeah. So I definitely... Well, so, yeah, in that concept, I definitely grew up really liking that overall genre then, you know, even if I didn't see the specifically the Conan ripoffs as much, but, like, loved Willow when I was growing up and loved anything that had to do with, like, sorcery and witchcraft i mean i thought that's when i thought why i thought the the uh the kevin costner uh robin hood was so cool when it came out i was like what this one's got witches and and magic in it cool you know it does yeah it's not like super super overt like you don't see someone like lightning bolts coming out of anyone's hands but uh, no, like someone like sheriff... says something and then a bird like a crow flies away and they're like ooh magic. Yeah, it's more akin <laughs> to that. Like, like uh, um, like the or, or there's a character magic. with like a weird eye and everyone's oh, like, there's ooh, a character with magic. a weird eye. Yeah, yeah it's always the sheriff, that. The sheriff of uh, Nottingham has like a witch he can solve to like will cut open like a like a crow and like spill its blood into a on a piece of paper and be like, you see this. I've cast a spell. <laughs> this tells me which part of the woods they live in. <laughs> yes. It's got stuff like that in it. Yeah. You know? It's always a weird eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what allows you to see past the veil. Right. That's the metaphor. I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would consider myself a fan, particularly in childhood. I'm going to come at you with a little bit of, of a controversial opinion here because I just watched, I watched some behind the scenes and, and some things about the production of Conan the Destroyer. And it was not, it was not, it was a little bit of a bumpy road. And then oh, I no, was watching some me. other things about another movie that was a extremely bumpy road as well. And that movie was called 
Masters of the Universe. Uh huh. And I can say with my whole heart that Masters of the Universe is a far more entertaining movie. I can't deny that statement, even if I don't agree with it. It might not be a fair comparison because they're not necessarily the same movie, but if I'm going to watch a dude swing a sword, uh, at least give me, you know, a side order of like laser blasts and some wisecracking modern teenagers. There is some modern wisecracking in Conan the Destroyer, but it's sort of too little too late. Yeah, I think I I think for me the reason why I wouldn't say that that that, that one's more entertaining is I really don't like the uh the like the 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 plot device of the magic synthesizer. No, no, I love that. <laughs> you know, just in not just not specifically in uh Masters of the Universe, but just like the I'm a barbarian from 10,000 years ago from this magical realm. What? Now I'm transported to modern day LA? What's huh? a Pepsi? Yes. Right? <laughs> it's a I fish out of water story. I hate that. Unless, unless it's like specifically like this is, I would enjoy it something more like Bill and Ted where it's like, hey, we're driving all throughout time and meeting all these different things. You know, like that's a little different, uh, which I'm not even the biggest Bill and Ted's fan in the world, but like, I'm okay with like that that type of comedy and plot device plot device in a story more akin to that rather than it's just like, dude, I'm a modern day kid transported backwards to, you know, uh, you know before twelve thousand BC, and I'm gonna she'll blow everyone's mind with a Walkman and teach everyone how to do <laughs> the Thriller dance, you know. <laughs> I don't like that. That and sounds I don't like awesome. Re- <laughs> and, I, and I don't like the reverse of it when like the, the ancient guy comes to the modern times and is just like, oh, like I got to start smashing a mailbox because he thinks it's a dragon type of thing. <laughs> I, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that specifically because my favorite part of Bill and Ted is Genghis Khan at the mall just trashing the place. <laughs> <laughs> uh the worst part of that is like uh, like Socrates and Billy the Kid trying to like pick up teenagers. <laughs> yeah, so gross. Well, speaking of trying to pick up teenagers, uh, Conan kisses the princess at the end of this movie, and she's like thirteen. Uh, hold on, buddy. Hold on. Let's get our facts straight here. Oh, I looked up how when she, when that actress was born. Oh, I'm not talking about her birthday. <laughs> Oh. I'm talking about who kissed who. Oh, whatever. Like in, 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 in addition, in addition, uh, you know, Conan earlier in the film makes his position on their relationship extremely clear and establishes boundaries. And it is her who rises to power and uses her position <laughs> to take advantage of him. That's not like, it sounds like I'm riffing and like being a funny, no. funny guy about this, but that's literally the situation. Okay. You and are he correct. is respectful of her at the end of the movie, yes. but ultimately yes. he is concerned about he, he's going to have his kingdom and his queen, a, a woman right. of his age. Well, maybe not of his age, but you know, a little more grown. That's for I sure. Because, yeah, I, it's I super that, weird because she's a fucking kid. 
I will agree with you that he establishes boundaries. He does. He's it's would, very healthy. You got to yes. respect him for being, and he's very clear. There's no sort of like back and forth. Like he he's very direct. Yeah, because there's some other concern with the other adults right here. Like, well, this guy's a barbarian. What's he gonna do? And he's like, don't worry. I'm a nice, polite, respectful. There's barbarian. literally a line where the queen is like, she needs to return a virgin so we can sacrifice yes. her. Yes. Wilt Chamberlain, so don't let anything happen to her. Yes, that is correct. I'm not saying he's not respectful. I'm not saying he's, you know, he's a creeper and he's a creeper. I'm not even saying she's a creeper. I'm just saying it's a weird, creepy scene. No, I'm sure that if you, uh, if there's probably an interview somewhere where they talk about it and she's like, it was like kissing my dad. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even necessarily saying like, because like it's weird on set. I'm saying in the context of the movie, it's weird. Yeah. And maybe, it would this scene wouldn't be as weird in the first movie, you know, because you could also say like, well, back then, you know, like, you fourteen year olds did marry adults and blah 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 blah, you know, like in this fantasy realm that doesn't exist. In well, he was tone, also more of a barbarian in that movie too. In right. this movie, he's more of a, he's definitely more civilized. He being I, Conan. In in the context of this like rollicking kids movie, it's a very bizarre scene. Oh yeah, it's, very, it's a very bizarre scene to end the movie on. It's almost as insane as the kiss from the end of Blank Check, but not quite. No, it's not that bad. That is actually just straight up, just like what? Arguably the most insane movie moment of all time. I yeah, in, I, I challenge in, you to think of something crazier. In a in a, like a large budget, like wide release. I mean, maybe I don't know how large the budget. In a movie like, presenting a straightforward reality, it's right. the most insane thing that's ever happened. Yes, it's it's incredibly a grown a grown woman FBI agent being romantically kissed and being legitimately like mesmerized by an actual child. Like, what yeah. is he supposed to, like ten? He's like a ten year old kid. Yeah, it's insane. really, really, really weird. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. So but yeah, Conan's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, I don't, got no... don't besmirch his name. One of the standout subplots from her unhealthy fixation on Conan mm-hmm. is when she goes to Grace Jones for advice on how to get a man. It, that is, I I don't know if I picked up on that when I was a kid, but when she rides up on her horse. And says, how do you get a man? And Grace Jones is like, she's like, you right. club him over the head and take him. Yeah. And they're also having a conversation by the fire where where she asks, uh, the princess asks Grace Jones about like what men find desirable in a woman. And then they talk mm-hmm. about like how uh, for Grace Jones in her, in her world, women are warriors. And it's all very interesting. It's like it's not the kind of like conversation or like little like subplot thread that you would expect in like a barbarian like adventure movie. Again, that could work better in a different toned movie of of Conan, a different toned Conan movie. It would probably work better in the first one. Uh, it is weird in the context of this movie and the overall like kitty, you know, family friendly tone. But then like also like. In that first opening scene, like Conan's, you know, the, we talked about earlier with the nets and stuff. Conan like hacks the guy with a sword, and like his head explodes in a like a sp- spray of blood. Yeah, you know, and then it instantly turns into like 
child comedy. And obviously, like you said, there was a bumpy ride of production. Studio was trying to mandate, you know, that it'd be more family friendly and probably no one else wanted to do that. And you get this weird hodgepodge to a certain degree, which also sounds like I'm just talking mad shit on this movie. But these are all the reasons why I like this movie and have fun with it, you know, is just because it's just a kaleidoscope of just like, what? Why? Huh? Huh? That's goofy. That's weird. That's funny. Yeah, I mentioned um, Grace Jones, and her performance is fantastic. Yeah. She is she is a once-in-a-lifetime performer. That is for sure. I'm honestly surprised we didn't see her in more stuff, you know? Cause yeah. She's in this. She's in that movie Vamp. But she's in a couple other things, but she never really took off as an actor. She's in, like, one of the Bond movies, right? You know? Yeah, I think there—I mean, there's lots of stories about her being sort of, like, a wild— personality and sort of like playing by her own rules and i imagine that's probably the reason you know people couldn't sort of corral her yeah i agree she's awesome in it will chamberlain is not awesome will chamberlain is fucking awful and he's awkward and anytime he's on the screen doing anything he's absolutely useless he shouldn't have had any lines like no he should have been in the movie right but his character should have been played by someone else, and Will Chamberlain should have played should have played the the strong like point and shoot character that the that 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 other character uses. Does that make sense? Like, what's his character's name? Like Gilroy or something? A Bombada. Bombada. So Bombada should have been played by a different actor, and then Bombada should have had an assistant who he just Bombada would just say, "Hey, go kill that guy," and that assistant. Should have been played by Will Chamberlain because yeah. he was he's big and he's imposing and he has a, just visual, visually has a great presence on screen and he could have been great in that role. But anytime he has to say anything, it's just like uh, the I have to um, uh, the sorcerer told me line, you know, it's really bad. Yeah, he also I think his presence kind of ruins things for Arnold too because he makes Arnold look like just a normal guy. Yeah, because yeah, because he's so big. But if he, if he was even bigger, then it'd be like, oh, look, this guy who's even bigger than Conan. But yeah. I don't know that you'd have to be a more minor character for that to work, or more of a, a antagonist, because he's sort of an yeah. antagonist in in a handful of scenes. But if he was like sort of the big bad villain, that would well. Make I mean, more do you sense. also watching this movie have the complete sense that at some point he's going to defy the queen and not try and sacrifice the girl, and join Conan and be like a good guy in the end, but then he doesn't. No. It it totally seems like they're setting that up and then it never comes to fruition. No, it doesn't. Well, okay. What do you, what do you like about this movie? Like quick, quickly, you know, like Uh, I like the second half of the movie. My ideal viewing of this movie is to fall asleep during the opening 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and then wake up, about halfway through, maybe right before the fireside chat that they all have where they're healing their wounds and Conan gets drunk. And then we're just watching that the rest of the movie. I like you, – you'd cut out the whole like one-eyed king part portion and whatnot? Uh, yeah, I could live without it. Even I even though I like it, I'm th- trying yeah. to think of like optimal viewing. I mean, it would. I guess it wouldn't make sense really to like you know if you were doing an edit of the movie to leave that in maybe. But um, 
I don't know. I think that's one of my favorite parts because I think that the, his weird little like crystal castle looks cool. The smoke pterodactyly turns into is awesome. The the mirror fight scene is like a fun little play on like the old like funhouse mirror. I like all. I like that's one of my favorite sections of the movie. Is 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 that is that little little aside there? And then when the whole castle's crumbling in the background as they sail away or f- row away in the little rowboat, that's all really. That's like that's one of the best parts. It's all very brief, and so and it, it moves at a good pace. But I don't know. I get if we're if we're talking optimal viewing, uh, yeah. Wake up for the second half. Let me see, let me start off with that barbarian fight that Conan has one on one. That's pretty sick. And yeah, then, that's uh, good. And then all the rest. Well, yeah, I definitely agree that like this is the best way to watch this movie is just to be like, you know, get home from the grocery store on the weekend and sit, when you're sitting down with a sandwich and be like, what's on TV? Oh, I'm halfway through Conan or a quarter of the way through Conan. I'll just watch it, watch it until uh, I got something else to do. Uh, which, once again, s- sounds like I'm crapping on the movie, but that's why I, I really enjoy it is because it's perfect for that ultimately would you recommend this to anyone or would you tell them to to pass oh yeah definitely definitely pass no definitely watch it oh yeah, yeah. let's watch watch the whole series i'm gonna go watch uh, red sonia that one is another one i rewatched recently and that one was that one was kind of a slog but yeah don't not watch it but what if it has the opposite effect on me and i'm like this is great this is 10 times better than conan and it even blows masters of the universe out of the water well then i guess we know what we're doing next episode uh no we don't that's right (laughs) (laughs) yeah then i mean i guess we would know if that's what happened to you yeah i would recommend it i would definitely recommend recommend the first conan more i think the first conan is even though i think that one's kind of regarded as a very good movie i think that one's actually kind of underrated because i think it's a lot it should be it should be ranked a lot higher up in arnold's best movies than it is and because i think it's you know, it's just below, like, the top movies for me. It's just below Terminator and Predator and Total Recall. Uh, just, like, one little notch below those. And, and Twins just, and The Running Man. Well, Twins is really good. I don't really put those in the same category, <laughs> though. You know, and Twins Raw, and raw Deal. Uh, no, I definitely... Red, I, red Heat. Oh, I would, I would... I don't know if you're joking about Red Heat and Raw Deal, but <laughs> Conan definitely goes above those movies. I, red Heat sucks. I don't. Know I why I don't. Like I it. I kind of like. I kind of like it. It's not great by any means, but it's... no, it's just very bland. Like if you like a like a very straightforward crime movie with like old school action scenes, I guess it's good. But like Arnold trying to like you know match wits with Robert Davi is like just a big like eye roll. Yeah, for me. But... Um, the only I would say the only problem with the first Conan. Is that it? Does it, it drags in a few places? Not enough know? snakes. There could be more snakes. That's the problem. For for a movie where they reference snake cult so much, there could be more. It's a little light on the snakes. Yeah, and there's a lot of snakes, but still needs more. Um, okay, so I guess that kind of probably wraps up Conan the Destroyer. There's only so much you can talk about it there. Yeah, it's time to get out of here, Elliot. What do you always say? Uh, I always say, you know, um, that thing about, okay, fuck. No, you always say, Keith, what do you always say? Oh, okay. Let's do that again. (laughs) Say, Elliot, what do you always say? Elliot, what do you always say? Keith, what do you always say? I suppose nothing hurts you, Conan. Only pain.
And until next time, the dumpster is closed. Goodbye, everyone. Everybody go back to doing what you were doing. <laughs>